a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Always great to be with you. And upcoming this weekend is the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And I know for many of us, uh, we can remember where we were, or what we were doing. It's uh, one of those uh, pivot points in history uh, where everyone kind of came together and just had one of those wow moments of whoever thought that that would really happen. Uh, we we had talked about it for generations, really the whole Cold War uh, and that was always a, would it ever happen? Could it ever come down? Could those, could Germany ever be, be reunited in any significant way? Uh, and there were so many who played such pivotal parts uh, to that and really creating that space. And I think one of the important things for us to recognize is that it does take a host of people that weren't in front of the cameras, that weren't uh, on the news, weren't in the international spotlight, uh, who really made it made it all happen. Uh, but I want to start with one player that was very visible in that whole process. Uh, of course, President Ronald Reagan uh, had a few things to say about that wall. Uh, and while we often focus on just the line, tear down this wall, Mr. Gorbachev, uh, I want to play just a, a little bit more uh, to give you some perspective and just kind of re recreate that sense of where we were as a country, where the world was, uh, and why that still matters today. Listen to this. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, Come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. One of those uh, amazing moments in history. And, of course, there's a, a tremendous backstory to uh, the phrase, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, in the speech, out of the speech. Reagan wanted it in. Advisors thought it was too harsh. Uh, back and forth they went, right up until the time uh, he was ready to go on and, and deliver those words. Uh, and to uh, Reagan's credit, he chose to include those. Uh, and, uh, again, one of those pivot points, uh, tipping points in history uh, as that momentum began to build. And, and then, of course, the fascinating thing is that, uh, you know, Reagan wasn't in the spotlight when the wall actually came down. It was uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, who was president of the United States at that time. And uh, it just shows you just how things build uh, and how important it is to uh, to remember our history. Uh, fascinating article by uh, Marion Smith out today uh, talking about the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Ber Berlin Wall. And that uh, while the, the wall fell, uh, communism didn't completely go away. 
Uh, it wasn't uh, completely wiped off the planet. Uh, still there, still around. We still deal with a lot of the effects of that around the world. Uh, and just how important it is that we remember that there's more to it. The, the wall was a significant visual of what communism represented. Uh, but it's much more than that. Uh, and I would say the reverse is also true. When we look at uh, some of the symbols of freedom, whether it's the uh, Lady Liberty in the in the harbor or whether it's our uh, United States Capitol, uh, those those are nice symbols. But that's not the essence of either communism uh, or a free society. And it really comes down to uh, some of the things we've been talking about on this show today about these core principles uh, one of the unique things about this place that we call America is it's not a place that was, you know, built because of a a group that had been there forever. It wasn't uh, just someone who'd uh, camped out and <laughs> hung around. Uh, different from all the other places, uh, whether Europe or the Middle East, uh, Asia, where you had years and years and people who were all similar. Uh, this is a place that uh, really was founded by a lot of a lot of ragamuffins and a, a lot of uh, people who had just come hoping for something better, hoping for something a little different. And so they came together uh, not based on on race or ethnicity uh, or political persuasion. Uh, they came in in search of freedom, and those are the things that still matter today. And to me, one of the things that I fear again, just talking with uh, Herb Scribner here. Uh, about what's trending and how the conversations are flowing online. I thought it was fascinating to listen to Herb talk about how this dialogue went back and forth online relating to the movie The Joker uh, and how there was, you know, some initial swings of, oh, hey, this, is, uh, this isn't good too soon to be you know, talking about that kind of behavior uh, and then kind of the backlash to the backlash. Uh, and often that's people reacting to headlines, people not really uh, reading and, and listening and doing their research. Uh, you know, I spent some time up on uh, Utah's Capitol Hill this week uh, speaking to uh, several groups of high school students uh, from around the first district. Uh, Representative Rob Bishop had his uh, education summit there uh, where he brings in about 150, 200 high school kids from around the state, around his district in particular. And, and they talk about things like freedom and democracy, and freedom of the press, and freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. They talk about uh, real important principles like federalism, which uh, most of them uh, can't think about or spell uh, when they get there. But by the time uh, Representative Bishop is done, uh, they know what that means and why it matters. Uh, and why, while the federal government clearly has a role to play in our lives, uh, so much of the power is reserved to the states and to the people for a reason. Uh, because closer to the people is is where the action really is. And not just where the action is, but more importantly, where the accountability is. And that's where we have to get as a society is to get back to that and then get back to these conversations we can have face-to-face. -face. Yes, the Internet is a wonderful tool. It can be used for a lot of good things. Uh, we also know the reverse is true, that it can propagate uh, all kinds of uh, false information, misleading information, distracting and distorting information. But when you sit down and you talk to people face to face, when you have that conversation, when somebody says, hey, let's talk about it, let's get in a room and have a real discussion, not talking points, not shouting matches, uh, none of that. Let's have a real conversation about real issues. Uh, that's where things actually begin to move forward. And it doesn't matter 
whether you're trying to solve a, a local problem or a national problem, it's still going to start with a couple of people saying, yeah, we might disagree on the, uh, the ultimate uh, path or the procedures or the way we pay for it. But let's have a conversation about what are the principles and what's the desired result? Where do we hope this goes in the end? And I think on a, on a weekend like this where we, we really have a, an extraordinary couple of days coming up with, again, Saturday being the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And then, of course, Monday, uh, we will talk about this extensively as we get to Veterans Day and talk about the great veterans in this country, uh, many who uh, have paid such a high price. Uh, and not just for themselves and not just to protect their local communities or their families, uh, but those who really paid the price so that others could vote, so that others could have the right to breathe free, so that others could have the opportunity to pursue their version uh, of the American dream or any other dream that they have. Uh, and that's the, that's the real challenge. And it is about principle. And I don't care what your party politics is. I don't care if you love President Trump or hate President Trump. I don't care if you loved President Obama or hated President Obama. I don't, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we really get to the right answers uh, on the right issues in the right way. And to me, that always starts with having a conversation and elevating the dialogue. And that's what we're going to try to do here every day. Between 11 and noon, we're going to talk about those critical principles. Uh, we're going to talk about how we can apply them. Uh, we're going to talk about not just having a, a big kumbaya moment. Uh, we're going to talk about disagreeing and how we disagree better and how we can change and get past the contempt that we see in the country. Because to me, that's the thing we all ought to focus on this weekend. Let's get rid of the contempt, the belief in the worthlessness of another person because they disagree with you. And we have to get past that uh, because there's so much that does unite us in this country. There are so many opportunities to do good, to make a difference. Uh, but we need to remember where that starts. And as a hint, it does not start in Washington, D.C. It starts in our neighborhoods. It starts in our homes. It starts in our communities. It starts with conversations that are going to happen around kitchen tables today and tomorrow and the next day. Uh, and when, if we don't get to those, uh, nothing else really matters. Everything else is just kind of window dressing in the end. Uh, we can turn on the national news and we can explore things on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we can engage in all kinds of angry rhetoric. But I suggest what we really ought to do is we, we ought to sharpen more pencils than knives. We should remember that anger is not an agenda. Frustration is not a platform. Uh, and it's not the way that we change our neighborhoods. And it's not the way that we change the world. Uh, we have a lot to do here in the great state of Utah. Uh, Utah is uh, not just a crossroads to the west. Uh, it is very well positioned with a great economy and with strong institutions of civil society that I believe can make Utah not just the crossroads to the west, but really the crossroads to the world. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, remember, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish 
changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.